A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles the rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> How's your cough going, by the way? I get to talk about it later. We have a time crunch, but I am thinking of you. You're in my thoughts. Thank but, you. Um, it was gone, and then it came back. I think because I was, I did the Peloton. It's just annoying because I've had this same cough since July, and it wasn't COVID. Like, I took 9,000 COVID tests. Wait, it's spirit. You Why? have that blocked chakra. Oh, I know, I know, I know. When you're maybe when you're coughing, it's like one of your ancestors going, "Fuck you, Molly." I was in the room just because she couldn't see me. I'm with you all the time. I'm coughing out here, trying to get your attention when there's actually like a really good idea or something. I don't, you know, we could we could like meditate on like what the message is. But maybe if you think of the cough, when I'm on the Peloton is when it happens. Well, they're very old spirits. They're like, "Why are we doing this?" I just feel, or maybe it's like you're having a great idea, and it's like, like, try this every time you cough. Be like, "Thanks, Papa." Or whatever. <laughs> Merci, Papa. Oh my God. So we can take the dog outside now. Uh, that was pictures. He looks great out there. I know he's so cute. It's like walking around with Harry Styles. Like it really is like being with a celebrity. Everyone Me stops too. and is like, who's that? But so Nick took him out alone for the first time today. He said a group of French women stopped him and, a- and asked him for his number no day one day one of him walking the dog alone first time he what? ever walked the dog alone what have we done and he had said to them they were like oh where did you get this dog and nick was like my fiance got it and they still were like can she have your number and it's like fiance's french bitch you know what yeah, that but- works <laughs> okay first of all yes don't play dumb now le ladies but also, I feel like French women, I feel like the this might be incorrect. I just, when I think of the French, I think of cheaters. I feel like that's a part of the culture. Like, they're yeah, like, oh, fiancé, perfect. I don't want the boyfriend. I just want to, I want to be a mistress. A side piece with a petit chien. Tell her I am the dog sitter when you go on vacation. Ugh. But, you know, first time I ever got catcalled in London was... Two weeks ago, when I was walking down the street with Oscar strapped to my chest, I never got catcalled once in this godforsaken hellhole. And I, I was like, I'm ugly now. Like, no one likes me anymore. I'm a hideous beast. And I was walking. No, I sort of by. miss catcalls. I know, I sort of miss it. And I was walking by and uh, this group of guys, they were all pointing at me. And after I went past them, one of them went, I'm single. You got dog called. Yeah, I got dog called. <laughs> That's what it is. And now I'm like, God, this dog is leading us to Temptation Island. Dog is bringing sexy back. No, I actually think it's really cool. I think it is just, you know, they always say that the dog looks like, or the dogs always match the owners. Like even with the doggy daycare, like there are all these dogs on like anxiety medication. And then you're like, okay, so is the mom, right? Yeah, or it's yeah. like, I feel like in this case, it's like the dog is hot. Y'all are hot. Yeah. And like, I kind of like it. 
I mean, it did. You look, you were saying I sort of, this is how manifestation works. Sometimes you don't know what spirit is up to when all the pieces are in the middle of coming together. But you were like, I kind of miss being cat called. And they were like, how about dog called? And then the dog brought this whole thing back together, which was actually satisfying your need to feel like a hot chick again. Well, also, no, it also is like the fact that someone asked Nick for his number when they knew he was engaged, like put a fire under my ass. I'm like, oh yeah, bitch. Yeah. Fight for your man. I think I love when I'm with guys. I did love how hot Randy was only because it made me feel so like, yeah, I'm with him. And it did fire me up. Although I went overboard with it and I had so many different accounts and I was such a fucking psychotic stalker, but, uh, and he was like fucking some of them. So it was actually not that fun after a while, but uh, it definitely made me feel like really into him and so proud because like we're mirrors of each other i must be hot too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i love that i thought people were like maybe jealous of me like i just love that yeah but if i see these french bitches i put them straight in the guillotine uh, they do not know who they're messing with you will put an ug in their face you're from jersey yeah jersey <laughs> jersey strong <laughs> you will fucking cremate the bitches i will storm the beaches <laughs> literally yeah that's funny revolution yeah. Do not hit on my man. <laughs> You're fucking Cosette in the house being like, me and the dog can come out now. Back up, Eponine. Cosette was Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, but she was the one with Marius, but then Eponine was out in the streets in love with Marius, but then she died an unfortunately young death. They did have one final moment where she died in his arms. Don't you fret, Monsieur Marius. I Eponine had this... The skinniest waist I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, in the movie she did. But I guess it would make sense for her character too because she was sort of like a street urchin. Yeah, but like she was a street urchin, but she was curvy in all the right places as well. Well, that's why she had the balls to be like, I know I'm homeless or I know I live at that trashy inn with my trashy parents, but like I'm still going after Mary, marry us. Like you got to have a body like that to go after like royalty when you live in the streets. I keep getting like extremely skinny girls on my TikTok and it's it's kind of really jarring and I wish that I could say no to it because they're like super tall and super skinny and I'm like good for them but it doesn't make me feel good to see these extremely skinny 16 year olds prancing around in like share clueless outfits because they're just so skinny it just makes me feel like I don't I just don't I would rather not see it and I'm like why is it giving me this well, for me, the 16-year-olds, they bother me not because they're so skinny, but because it's like it, it ages me. Because like I sort of feel 16. And then I'm like, oh, wait, mm. no. Those shorts could not go on me. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain 16-year-old uh, aesthetic that I think I've tried to hang on to, but it just, it just isn't appropriate, right? And my ass is the size of a refrigerator. So, But also, side note, I was looking back. Pictures of me from this time last year, mm. I was hella skinny. I think I look sexier now. I'm having a, a rebirth of like, oh, I think it's just different for people's bodies. But like, I yeah. think I look, I think I look, I mean, I could work out. I am dripping off of my bones. But I do think that whereas all year I've been a little bit like not hard on myself, but it has been like, man, I mean, I do kind of, there's a feeling when you put on clothes when you're really skinny where you're like, oh, I am like it. But it's sort of like everything for- looks good. Everything looks good. Clothes fit you perfectly. You feel like, you know, there's like a little bit of space in the waist of the jeans and it's like, you know, but, and it's just like comfortable. You can eat and not feel like you have to unbutton your pants, which is what happened when we were together. <laughs> but it's like, I think actually, I think I look sexier now. And yeah. so I don't know. I, I feel like let the skinny be skinny and let's just be hot no matter how fat we are or how weird length our bangs are. This is all we can do. Well, 
your whatever weight you are at right now suits you. Like I would not have even noticed any fluctuation whatsoever. You just look great. Let the skinny people be skinny. Just get it off my TikTok. Like I spent enough of the 2000s looking at pictures of Nicole Richie, like with her quote unquote wasting disease because she was taking ketamine from Rachel Zoe that like I'm done. I'm, I'm good. Like my brain already recognizes super skinny as beautiful. And I'm trying to undo that. I'm not trying to reinforce that, you know? I do think if you downvote videos on the algorithm, they'll stop showing. Like, I don't want to see videos like this, right? I don't think there's a downvote on TikTok. Damn, I got to get on TikTok. I have no fucking clue. But I will write in. I will Jewish motherfucking handle this. Like, you know, you guys, if if content is coming across my daughter's page that she doesn't want to be seeing, how do we write? I'll figure that out. But the other thing I was going to say... I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, I will write to TikTok. Okay. Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Molshine. It's Halloween week. It's spooky week. <laughs> I hope you guys all like my slutty story. Molly, did you get any feedback about the time that you were a slut on Halloween? No, no one had anything. Wow, you are. I'm repressed. <laughs> right, Catholic, Catholic. But I will say the tea bag costume. Incredible. Mm cute right ah i mean the handiwork i was a really weird looking little kid too so that made it even better i thought the whole thing was absolutely charming so adorable it gave me so much love for that aries mother that was like you know what i can do it myself and she did Mm -hmm. she did she did (laughs) i have some i have some news i am no longer uh co-hosting royally us the us weekly royal show a scorpio death happening on air about being on air I know, I know. But that means that we can kind of talk about all of the royal drama and gossip on here a little bit more and can be a little more unvarnished with our opinions, I would say. I mean, talk about death and rebirth. We are really out here demonstrating the work. I hope you're picking up what we're putting down because this is astrology. Yeah. And just to be clear, I had the best time for the last year and a half while I was working with them. And it wasn't like we were and on bad terms. Yeah. I just want to rep space trash with my whole chest. And yeah. And it's like, if you're really going to do space trash and comedy, you got to be able to trash the Royals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that brings us to the queen got sick and went to the hospital. I don't want to say this is Scorpio vibes because I don't think we're ready for a death in this particular instance. Not only because there's too much going on in the world right now. When she dies, it actually, even for people that don't give a shit, it is going to be like a seismic shift in the culture in the US and the UK. Even, like I said, for people who don't care. If she dies, does that mean Camilla becomes queen? Yes. There's no... Wow! Now that I would like to see. I would like that side chick to take that seat just from a personal perspective from a side chick perspective wow well because the thing is like they're trying to get the message across to people that camilla won't be queen but there's actually no how could you not be right in order for her not to be they would have to like open it up to a vote among the commonwealth and they're not going to do that because then the commonwealth will be like oh while we're at it let's just get rid of the monarchy so she's right and also half the commonwealth is fucked her she's they're not they're gonna vote for i'm just kidding Mm. She's going to be queen consort, which isn't really queen. Here's another fun fact. Camilla is the princess of Wales. Wow. I had never thought of that because, right, yeah. she's got, she's took Diana's spot. 
yeah, she's Princess of Wales. They just don't use that title because they know there would be an uproar. So yeah, whenever the queen dies, Charles is going to become king. Camilla is going to become queen consort, which is effectively queen. Uh, and then Prince William's family is going to be the Waleses. Like, it's so they're just praying princess. that Charles dies before his mother. I mean, some people might be, but yeah, like it's it is it is a bit. Of I don't a mean to be dark, thing. but we're Scorpio season. You know, you got to say it. I know. Well, that's the thing. Like, Charles is not very popular, and the Queen. It's not even a question of being popular or unpopular with her. It's the fact that she's been alive longer than most people on this earth, and is she's she been. Oh, she's been nineteen twenty six. She's been famous longer than most people have been alive. So wild, and she's been a head of state for that whole time, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like, because she became queen when she was, like, 23 or something. Just think about that. People have memories of her from before World War One. Yeah, thinking about it in the context of, like, World War One is insane. She met JFK. She met Marilyn Monroe. She has met all of these. Like, that's how far back she goes. And when she is gone, it's going to be... Like, even if you're, even if you don't care about the royals whatsoever, it's going to be weird. It's going to be a shift. She's like a living museum. Yeah. Who else is like that? I can't think of anyone else who's like that. She actually, yeah, she is about as like cream of the crop of humans alive as you get. Like, just in terms of what she's been through, what she's seen, what she's been a part of. I do hope that we find her diaries, like, Anne Frank style. Like, I can't say what's happening because it's just me and my thoughts here. But I I would love to read an actual tell-all from that stoic-ass bitch. Like, I would like... She's a Leo Moon. So we know that she's actually having a lot of thoughts and feelings. Really? Yes. And she's a zero-degree Taurus sun, which means she is a Taurus sun, but she has a Leo moon and a Leo Neptune. And then she has her Mars and her Jupiter in Aquarius. So like this bitch has stories. Yeah. I really am of the opinion that she's actually a very dull person. Her Mercury is in Aries. So you would think that she like was Aries, Mercury, that Leo sun, you think she'd be running her damn mouth, but it's like, it would only be the case that she wasn't either she's voraciously journaling and is going to leave us with like a whole Danielle Steele anthology or she has nothing to run her mouth on because she is a dull person and all she cares about is herself. That's what I think. Because see, I I think it is unfair that she gets a lot of crap for being a distant mother because I think Philip was also a distant father. I think that's the way they both were. Well, we watched The Crown. That's like what he told her. He said, your job now that you're queen is to not care about anything and to never make an expression with your face. And that's literally it. Right. Maybe that was a good way to do it back in the 20s and 30s and 40s when people were still sort of low key thought that royalty were deities on earth. But today it's like you need to have a little bit of personality. They're praying for Queen Kate. I know. I think she's doing a great job. But the other thing with the queen is Right now, people think of her as this really cute old lady, but there was like about 30 years there where she just looked like a very stern, middle-aged German schoolmarm. Totally. During the 80s and 90s, it was just like, what? Why is everyone- Especially when it was like Elizabeth versus Diana. Even if that wasn't what was happening, that sort of was the comparison being made. And it's like, yo, Diana all day. Yeah, yeah. Anyway- When she does die, it's going to be wild times in the UK. And I think in the whole world, people are going to be like, what the hell? But it's also interesting because when Prince Philip, her husband, died earlier this year, there was a lot of backlash about the level of public mourning that people were expected to go through. Because, like, you would be driving down the street in London and billboards would be, like, rest in peace, Prince Philip. And everyone was like, what? Like, 
why? Why are we? He's nobody. He's not. You know what I mean? That was sort of the. Well, it's really funny too that it's like. Well, it's like yeah, but it's like also billboards are nothing. I drive by billboards. If you if you lived here, you'd be home by now. I mean, billboards aren't the most high end form of advertising, although they do get a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, it was, and there's not that many billboards in the UK compared to the US. It's the funniest thing when you move here, getting used to. You're like, wait a minute, there's no advertising anywhere, and British people wouldn't realize that because they think there is. But yeah, compared to New York, oh my god. Wow. But yeah, and there were all these documentaries being made. There was another one that came out just a month ago, and it's just like I think he's a nobody. He's 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 the Queen's husband. Yeah, but he's the king. Cares. It's like he's. He was born in Greece. He just happened to marry someone important. He said a lot of racist things, and he was known to be a very unfriendly, prickly person. The one thing that he really did do that people were really, really into was the Duke of Edinburgh challenge, which is a fitness challenge for. It's like the presidential fitness test, and kids really like it. Like it. Like Nick did it when he was younger, but that was like his one main contribution. And it's like, yeah, that's great, but also you lived to ninety-seven, and you had more money than almost anyone. And what did you do with it? You just kind of sat around and like cheated on your wife like well, what could he have done with it aren't they like kind of not really allowed to do anything right so why have them well but that's the whole thing why is there royalty that owns all the land when there are people that live on the streets right like that was thrown into sharp relief for people when all of this fawning was going on over this guy because everyone was just like what who cares because you can say, you know, the queen, she does do a lot of engagements. She was born into the life, whatever, I guess. But at the end of the day, it really is just like, okay, you lived an incredibly privileged life because of who your parents were. And that is not really something that we're celebrating anymore in the world. Well, let me say this. If I could throw this out there, whether or not he cheated, which I believe he absolutely did it. We saw the crown. It was, you know, and I'm not forgiving it. It was a different time. She is a fucking cold bitch and busy, right? So I got you. I think with cheating, it's not a hard, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just want to say I have space for Philip. I'm looking at their, because I was about to say, do you think they really love each other? And I was like, actually, Molly doesn't know, but I might know if I look at the charts, right? I and think I, they really loved each other in sort of a brother-sister way. Because he was about 19 and she was 13 or 14 when they started talking and their second cousins. Really? Yeah, their their family tree is a circle. They're both descendants of Queen Victoria and not long-term descendants, like truly second or third generation. I don't really like to hear that. Yeah. Okay, the monarchy must go. They they are so dumb. They should be thanking God for Meghan Markle. We have got to shake these genes up. I know. Like, as much as Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are very, I think, grating at this point, it really was would have been the best thing that ever happened to them if and they lost like that you know for could have been good for the brand guys really good for the brand and they need all the help they can get with charles coming up well she needs all the help that she can get to stay alive Right, because, okay, here's- Outlive her son. <laughs> yeah, she, so what happened was she was supposed to go to Northern Ireland and canceled a visit saying, they, they said she reluctantly accepted medical advice to rest. This was last week. The palace said the queen was in good spirits and is disappointed about having to pull out of the visit. Uh, she sends good wishes, blah, blah, blah. So a couple days later or the next day, the son uncovered the fact that she actually was in the hospital. So that sparked this big debate of people being like, what the hell? The palace is 
lying. Omid Scobie, who is Meghan Markle's sort of chief correspondent, they claim that they don't speak, but he wrote this book about her and he's he might know her, he might not. He was tweeting like, how can you believe anything they say when they won't even admit that she went to the hospital. The other school of thought is it's her medical situations and she doesn't have to reveal anything medical. So I can kind of see both sides, but the main thing that people are saying in the UK, and it's kind of funny, is- They're just saying, are you, are you okay? Are you okay, queen? That's nothing, it's not funny. (laughs) How about this though? Camilla, Camilla, Duchess of Wales from the bedroom. Oh, you know, like she's wailing. I, I don't know if wailing like is synonymous with moans, but I'll take it. It's a little bit slut shamey. Well, I don't mean it in a shame. I mean, I would say it's like a more of a high five thing. I don't think anyone posh is wailing, though. But moaning? Even when he said, I wish I was your tampon, she was like, oh, oh, Charles. You got to imagine that they get down. They have real, I believe in their love. And I think that, no, they must have, I think they have great sex. I think that's why he's still alive. Yeah, he looks a little bit, like, um, red. Yeah, because he's he's just tired from all that fucking. No, like, it could be a circulatory issue. I would be more worried about him than the queen. Well, maybe it's because he's on, maybe because he's on Viagra to keep it going. Oh, that could be it. So the queen also has been using a walking stick, which, uh, they said. Lots of spiritual people do. Yeah, they said it's for comfort, which is, like. Duh, obviously it's because she's 93. She has been advised to give up her evening martini, according to a family friend who spoke to Vanity Fair. If you make it to 100 years old, you're not going to give up your martini. You know, it's like, I'll die with this martini in my hand. You know what I mean? It's like when people give up bacon in their 90s. It's like, you, you die this way. Have yeah. fun. She's 93. Her mom and her sister lived into their 100s. And her husband lived to 97. The fact that her mom was like 103 or something when she died. And yeah, I think the queen actually is heartbroken that Philip died, which is really sad. I think she's uh, heartbroken. And I want to say, looking at their charts together, I mean, who knows? We don't know what happens behind closed doors. That's Scorpio stuff, and that's what it's for. But I will say that she's a Taurus sun. He's a Taurus Venus, which means that they could look at each other and there was a Venusian connection. Like, he made her feel beautiful, and she thought that he was beautiful. Like, they sort of could, they could be beautiful to each other, which is nice. He was hottier when he was younger. Yeah, Philip yeah, could get Philip was beaten at all boys school. Love the products of that. Of course, he was a little bit fucked up, but damn, yeah, he looked good. I think Philip, when he was younger, looked so much like Harry. That's why I never even believed those rumors for two seconds. If especially yes. when you look at the pictures of them, both both with beards, they look so much alike. Both of them at certain points in their lives, not the whole time, but they had moments where they could get it. It's like when a guy's really hot in the eighth grade, and then he sort of ages out of it. But you, you want to remember him at that eighth grade hot. In 2022, it's the platinum jubilee of the queen which is the 70th anniversary of her becoming queen and we get an extra day off for the june bank holiday so there's all these tiktoks of people being like please make it to june next year because we need this bank holiday hypothetically couldn't there be a king's jubilee and it would be the anniversary of you know like a six-month anniversary for Charles. I mean, I just feel like if you're going to, I feel like you could phone a holiday in. You're right. It could just be for him becoming king. They could give us an extra day off. No, here's what we need to take to parliament. 
we need to say we honor our queen so motherfucking much that even if and when she and not if she passes but when on that sad sad day that she does pass we if we're still celebrating columbus day we can always celebrate the anniversary of the queen's what is it? Indoctrination? What what is it called when they're coronation? But are coronation. we still we don't celebrate Columbus Day in the UK. But he well, he didn't know anything about the UK. He just thought they were that's like Rhode Island, New Jersey to him. But like I just feel like in the in the United States, in our culture, we have a bunch of bullshit holidays about super dead people who have no connection other than like genocide to the culture and we still get a day off. I feel like you could argue for a day off here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, either way we're gonna probably get a day off. Because if, if Prince Charles gets coronated, we're going to get a day off anyway. It's a vibe change. It is. It is. More of a jubilee. A yeah. jubilee. Yeah, exactly. And I think whenever Charles does become king, everyone is going to start talking about the fact that the way they get their money is fucked up. And like when when Prince Philip died, his will is sealed. So no What's one's up with that. I wanted to ask you about the will is sealed. And is he cryogenically frozen? No, he's not cryogenically frozen. Oh. I think I read that. That's fake. The will is sealed because they don't, they're like, oh, it's, it's private how much money he had. And it's like, is it? Because his entire life was funded by taxpayers and land owning money. Be- like, I don't think that's private. Also, like the will is sealed. I think we could probably guess where the money went. Yeah. But the point is, we don't know how much money he even had, which is crazy because he probably had a shit ton of money. And if people knew how much money he died with, they would be like, wait a minute, why are we giving pe- these people so much money? Wait, I just had a fucking insane theory. Let me throw this at you. You never know, right? The it's Scorpio season, it's all about the shit that's going on behind closed doors that you can't see. Perhaps the will is sealed is actually like a subconscious message to say it's not going to be Charles. Will is sealed. Oh, I get what he's you're communicating. saying. You know what I mean? Like, Brittany, if you're unhappy, wear yellow tomorrow. I think he's saying... Rose, Rose is happening. Rose, Rose, the will is sealed. Hmm. I like that hypothesis. Yeah. I mean, he's a Gemini son. So, like, he does have tricks up his sleeve. He does have storytelling tricks up his sleeve. It's in the 11th house. That is to the community. That is to the world. He also has his Pluto conjunct his Mercury in Cancer, Pluto conjunct Mercury, he's speaking from the underworld going, relax, everybody, will is sealed. I would put money on that not happening, but I really like the theory is very interesting. What's going on in the Queen's chart that is related to this? Is she going to be okay? She's going to be fine, right? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't look good. It's not good. It's not good. You have to be honest. It's not good. Why isn't it good? Because first of all, Scorpio season the sun is in Scorpio we're about to have a Scorpio new moon her Saturn which is like you know Saturn doesn't necessarily represent death but it does represent boundaries restrictions blocks hard times lessons ultimate endings and beginnings right it's father time that Saturn is father time her Saturn is in Scorpio so the sun is now illuminating her Saturn which is on her north node her legacy Aye. Oh. Capricorn rising Pluto just went direct in her first house, meaning that, like, she might have been writing her will while it was going retrograde. And now that it's direct, she's feeling, you know, when when Pluto goes direct, we feel into our power. But if you're a billion years old and you just lost the love of your life, you might feel a little bit like Pluto. Let's just go to the fucking underworld. Right. And 
her Mars and Jupiter are together in Aquarius. We have Saturn currently in Aquarius and we have Jupiter on her Jupiter. She's having a Jupiter return. So that's like big expansion energy. That's big. It could be luck. It could be good luck. She's survived another year. But it also could be that sort of expansion to, you know, what does Aquarius move into Pisces? Death and her Venus is in Pisces. Right where? Fuck, 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 fuck. Her Venus and her Uranus, which is more of a death planet, are in Pisces, right where Neptune is, calling people to the other side. That, you know, Neptune really is that rainbow bridge. It's hitting her on her Venus and her Uranus. But then what I'm saying about Aquarius is like Aquarius is broadcast. It's all the people. It's the other dimension. So Saturn is moving through her house of Aquarius where her Mars is. So instead of getting fired up to go do another broadcast campaign or to evolve the Republic, she might be feeling like that trigger of it's time to go to the other dimension. Last thing too, her moon is in Leo opposite all of this Saturn action. So on a soul level, remember I was right now, Leo moons need, Leo anything needs to burn their fire because there's really no fire in the sky. So we need everybody that has fire in their chart to be kind of making that campfire with their energy. But for her, she's so old. All of this stuff is opposing her moon on a soul level. She feels that the fire is flickering dim. Mm, That is a bummer. And her Neptune is in Leo opposing all this. Fuck. So what does that mean? That fire going out is related to her personal rainbow bridge. And the rainbow bridge is on her Venus, her her goddess, her womanhood, and her Uranus. The planet of, whoops, something's different now. I thought rainbow bridge was for dogs only. If it is, I apologize to everybody that I have used that term with professionally. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look that up the minute we finish because LOL. I consider it just like, you know, the path to the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I picture it like Rainbow Road and Mario Kart. Oh, okay. That's nice. Here's something else that adds another layer to this. Meghan Markle has not been back to the UK since, I believe, early January 2020 or February. Uh, Lil Diana. Lil Bit. Lil Bit Diana. Lil Bit Diana. She has never been to the UK. She has never taken a picture with her namesake. That is going to be an issue for them because, you know, we know that... Megan and Harry are very interested in their branding and their image. I've heard this from many people like royal reporters and stuff. They're media people now. Yeah, they're interested in it. And they, they're they like, I forget who it was that I was interviewing. And they said, you know, Megan and Harry are the only ones who will say, their publicists will say, what photos are you using when you do something with them? You know, so like, I think for them to not have a photo of Lil Bit, Diana with the queen is going to be that's going to be a real issue for them like I wouldn't be surprised if they are low-key planning to head over here ASAP well and I think this really stirs Harry up because we know that Harry and grandma are like chart twins like he might look like grandpa but on the inside from the cosmic perspective he looks like grandma I think we talked about it before I'll go back and listen but I'm pretty sure that they're like chart twinsies their whole thing throughout the pandemic has been we're on zoom with her all the time blah 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 but then like their thing in the Oprah interview was we couldn't get we couldn't talk to her because there were so many people standing in the way so it's like okay which is it I pray to God if you haven't gotten them yet do it now we hope that they are screenshotting those zooms we hope that they're recording the zooms (laughs) and and they're using good light somebody 
send them ring lights, make sure that the zooms of good light because that might be the, the only good ring get. light, not not the piece not of the shit. Sh- no, this is a shitty Walmart ring light. Right? Yeah, same, same. No, get. Actually, I gotta say the Demilio's, the, the Dixie and Charlie Demilio ring light that I had in Philly that I will have when I go back to Philly. Excellent ring light. Really? Should I, I get it was one? Absolutely, because it's really fun because it has all these settings and you could like change the colors and it has like flashing lights. Like you could really do theater with it. News broke this afternoon, Friday afternoon, that Zayn Malik and Yolanda Hadid are beefing. It's a little hard to figure out what the exact story is, but basically Yolanda has, through her media sources, accused Zayn of striking her which is just the kind of dramatic terminology that we know and love from Yolanda. Striking me. Now, here's the thing, though. I don't really know about the housewives, so can you give me just, like, a quick... I only know Yolanda as Gigi and Bella Hadid's mom. Like, I never watched her on the show. So what's the scoop with Yolanda? I didn't really watch that. I started watching the season when she's got Munchausen, which is because it's season (laughs) six. It's the first first season that... Allegedly? Like, has this been verified that she has Munchausen, or do we have to say allegedly? Look what you're teaching me. Right, right, right. Allegedly. So <laughs> allegedly by Molly. This is Molly's theory. Me, no, it's not my theory. It's okay. So in this season, it's Erica Jane's first season. It's a very fun season. The storyline that Yolanda has this season is that she's got chronic Lyme disease. Now, chronic Lyme is it's a polarizing, controversial topic because yeah. some people think it's sort of um, an attention grab for rich ladies to seem like a victim and other people think that that theory is just more evidence of the medical community not listening to women's problem and i don't know what side i'm on i think from what i've read a lot of there there are definitely some predatory doctors who are accepting way too much money from women to treat this disease that's not necessarily backed by science and at the same time like believe women yeah believe women But one thing in that season that Kyle Richards makes a point of is she's like, when I was depressed, I think it's Kyle who says this, it's either Kyle or Rinna. They talk about a time when they were so depressed that physical symptoms were manifesting. That could very well be what's going on with people who have chronic Lyme because- Yeah, I had a friend who who was finally diagnosed with chronic Lyme, but like, if you ask me, she should have been diagnosed as like a narcissist first. It was like, finally. And then then it became her whole brand. And it's like all about chronic pain and living in life with chronic pain. And it's like, you are so lucky to have this diagnosis. Right. I think it's it's hard to say people who make their entire personal brand, for lack of a better word, about chronic illness. It's hard to say that. It, it's just really hard to figure well, out how because to like, Because we don't experience chronic illness. That's like being like, I don't see color. Like, it's like if you're actually someone who is in physical pain or having some chronic issue all the time who are we to say no you're not right and and, and we want to listen and we want to hear but it it does happen to be a funny selection of people who have chronic unhealable untreatable Lyme disease right and but also the other thing that people would argue about that is like you know I think I mentioned this before one time we were when I worked at a newspaper we were having a pitch meeting and someone pitched a mental health related story and the editor-in-chief was like you know all this mental health stuff he was a boomer clearly all this <laughs> mental health stuff you never hear about it going on in in places like syria where people have real problems and everyone was like just because they don't have the luxury to talk about their mental house right. while they're in a war zone totally. it means they don't have mental health problems in fact it means the opposite I, yeah i would say they probably have some like real no if you grow up in a war zone like you you need therapy 
Right. And I'm sure there's like, I think it was actually a story on eating disorders. And it's like, I'm sure there are people in war zones who have eating disorders. Gotta control something. Gotta control something. Right. So, so yeah, it is, I don't know why I got in this topic, but yeah, I think. Well, because we we don't want to shame anybody who is out there making chronic illness your personal brand. We know that that probably is true. But if you are a sort of narcissistic leaning, attention seeking, you know, wealthy person, woman, then it might be a little bit funny. I would like to see the tick. I want to see the picture of the tick. Right. And like Jamila Jamil, for example, if you Great just example. Google Great all of the example. stuff that she has claimed to have over the years, you're just like, I don't know, man. And the thing is with that season when Yolanda is going through it with the chronic Lyme, it's at the same time that her marriage is falling apart. Uh-huh. So she clearly is sort of like, it, it's a way for her to scream out for help without actually saying anything you know it's it's like it's like a not vulnerable way to say I'm not okay exactly like there's something physically wrong with me instead of there's something mentally wrong or I'm upset I'm just emotionally upset right and like to make it your whole storyline is so strange to me it's like it's deeply strange and it's also just like wow you have nothing going on Right. It's like people with cancer don't even make it a reality show storyline. No, they're like, give me a wig. Let's go bowling. (laughs) Right? So so in the season, the (laughs) girls start talking about – So I think it's Rinna who brings up the word Munchausen first because okay so there's so okay that did come up you're not just pontificating okay cool on the record like one of the women says I think she's got Munchausen syndrome because it's just not adding it's just not adding up and so they are all like it's it's an ongoing debate basically suffice to say Munchausen aside Lyme's disease aside Yolanda has always been a bit dramatic histrionic you know Yolanda looking at her chart while you're saying this I don't know anything about her this is all really funny stuff (laughs) she's super serious at all Sag moons Sag moons man I'm telling you they take themselves really fucking seriously she takes herself really seriously that's what it is and I think she you know she's beautiful she was a successful model her daughters are really successful and I've met Gigi and she was one of the sweetest she was the sweetest celebrity I've ever met in my life I want to say Gigi is like good vibes only I actually get nothing yeah. but good vibes from her yeah she was a really sweet person and like I met her in a interviewing capacity and she was so professional and just so like I just think you know there's also clips of Yolanda on the show being like if you get hungry eat one almond and then think about <laughs> something else which is obviously not the best parenting but oh, no. I think other than that she raised good kids it seems yeah have an almond and nothing else is so funny to tell your kid when they're hungry that is like hilarious right because she's trying she wants to be a model and Yolanda's like but also you kind of have to appreciate that Yolanda's not lying because a lot of these moms of models and stuff will just be like oh yeah she eats everything she's just naturally thin and Yolanda's like no you have to starve yourself I made sure she had only one grape for dessert (laughs) yeah yeah lol I think what I'm getting at is I could see Yolanda being a bit of a meddling mother-in-law. Uh-huh. I could see her because they've been sort of with her the whole time. Anyway, there's an item on blunt blind gossip that is obviously about the three of them. And it, 
it, it says that Gigi is really into having Yolanda help out, Zane not so much, which is understandable. And it seems that Zane, Zane is like saying, you need to choose your new family over your mom, which is true. Like whenever you, whenever you partner up with someone and have a kid, like that's your family now. And like, 100%, yeah, your, mom, 100%. your mom is still your mom and still important, but your mom can't take none of your parents or siblings should be taking precedence over your partner and child. You know, that brings us to what actually happened. It began. The theory is that it may have began with Yolanda leaking photos of Z- Zane and Gigi's baby. Would not shock me based on the astrology. You're going to flip out when I tell you the astrology. Okay, let me read the facts. Mm-hmm. And then I can't wait, me. but like this is – because I don't really know the facts or who these people are, but when I look at the astrology, everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, it's almost like when it just checks out. We're like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, yes, astrology's real. Okay, keep going. Okay, here's what happened. This is this is just a rumor because Zane Zane's statement about his argument with Yolanda said that something had been leaked to the press, and the thing that had been leaked to the press was her – someone telling someone that he hit her so the i guess that's not the leakage no that's not the leakage that's where there's okay so this is what i got from it so far it started with some with something else then what happened at one point was yolanda came to their house and he they did get into a screaming match he called her like a a fucking like a a dutch slut or something fucking dutch slut which i'm sorry is the funniest thing well loki you know that's just like half of his porn search you know what i mean dutch slut (laughs) mommy dutch slut is his actual porn i know to call your mother-in-law a slut you think about fucking your mother-in-law like that is so edible and insane (laughs) insane to call your mother-in-law a slut like what's going on her nationality into it what is that it's like that's just what's in his google search and that's why it's on his mind yeah a fucking dutch slut i'm sorry that's so funny but so disrespectful young boy fucking dutch slut is his porn search if my partner ever said anything like that to my mom even though i just said obviously you have to put your partner above your parents that That doesn't mean you that doesn't mean you call anybody a slut that just means that like you defer to I am raising this family now and we did that thing when you were raising the family. Not like, get away, slut. Yeah. <laughs> this is so crazy. Give me a break. Can you imagine if someone called your mom a fucking Jewish slut? In my case, I think she'd be really happy to hear that. Anybody had that impression of her, to be honest? I she has a sense of humor. That's I think she'd want to be remembered that way way more than just like chubby mother, su- chubby suburban mother who like has been married for 45 years. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think she'd say like, yeah, fuck yeah. But I know, but it, more, it's like, right. If somebody said my mom was like a, you know, it would be more like if my, somebody said my mom was unfuckable right now. I think that would hurt her more, but it's the same level of your fucking unfuckable mom would actually be more insulting, but it would be deeply, it would be not okay. This is what I don't get also to call her a slut. I feel like ever since her marriage to David Foster ended, I don't think she's been dating. I think she's been, I think no, she's not a she's not a slut. That's why we know it's about Zane. Zane thinks mom's hot. Zane has he wants to rage fuck mom. <laughs> I've dated people like this. I know that to be true. I don't know anyone like that, but I'll it's take sort of like I have a I have a few types. Yeah, <laughs> and people that want to bang your mom is one of your types. I think it's definitely people that would bang my mom, but I think it's people that want to bang moms and want to like hate fuck moms. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's definitely. I mean, and I, and I, think I, can, I think I'm a good stand-in for that because I look like I, I have the body of a woman who's very hot ever since she had the baby. She, like, got it back. I just never had a baby. 
but I do have the baby. I have the body of a MILF. <laughs> that's a really good that thing a joke. to have. I could yeah, use, I like that. I could, that's stand-up. Yeah, I like that. I always say I have a mom bod that I didn't have kids. Like I was, That's how I feel. I didn't, ha- I didn't have kids through my 20s because I was like, I don't want to ruin my body. And now oh God, I have I have chin whiskers right. and knee wrinkles. And it's like, right, okay, right, right. I should have had the fucking kids. Right. It's like you're going to look fucking bad anyway. But no, I actually think these – I think now looking like a mom is a better porn category to be than anything. But again, maybe that's my bias based on my dating history. Yeah. I mean, moms are <laughs> more interesting – moms are more interesting to look at than like – 21-year-olds. Right. That's also why we can't let the 17-year-old TikTokers get to us. It's like, not only do they not know what they're doing in bed, and they don't even know who they are as people yet, but they actually have no bodies. Yeah, they're they're pretty boring to look at. Like, give me a hot 35-year-old any day. Like, that is so much more compelling to me, and I don't know why the TikTok algorithm is not serving me that. It's because it's literally all children on TikTok, and we're trying to, like, fight for playing basketball at Chuck E. Cheese and being like, swish, swish, doesn't everybody notice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, the 17-year-old and the 14-year-old and the 4-year-old did it too. So why don't you fucking chill out, mom bod? I'm going to still – I still love TikTok though. I really do love Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese I don't love. (laughs) It always felt a little dirty to me as a kid. Uh, It's absolutely a disgust. It's a filthy place. Yeah. I sort of have been this level of like diva (laughs) since I was a child. Yeah, yeah. Like I definitely thought I was too good for Chuck E. Cheese when I was like six, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was like competing with the robot family band as a bit. And like, come (laughs) video this. I just found it to be really a rich source of material and I could like flex because like I am low-key kind of athletics. So I'm like, so I'm like, I could do the baskets. I could do the ski ball and I could be like, let me get on the stage instead. Yeah, I, I yeah, I made it my bitch. I made sure he's my bitch. And I also am addicted to cheese. Anyway, the photo leak theory was a rumor. But what has happened is Zayn Malik has been charged with harassing Gigi and shoving her mom into a dresser after a verbal and physical altercation at his Pennsylvania home. So random that they've all been living in Pennsylvania for like two years. It's the COVID. It's the COVID. You want to just go everybody's you know, we got to just go where nature is. I also think that a, a big a big factor in, and this might be a little internalized sexism, mm-hmm. but I do think it might be true. I think a big factor in chronic limes is going through the change and not being ready for it. Wow. Going through menopause and just being like. No, that's not what it is. It's lime. Right, exactly. Well, right. Yolanda does, from what I know, she does seem like someone who wants to, like keep her youth like she wants yes. to be as young as that's the whole thing with the ho- Hollywood housewives at least or even all the housewives in a way except maybe Carol who's like maybe the only real bitch out there and I Carol I have a message for you but it's like yeah. like yeah right it's it's actually like a, a, a rejection of her own uh, mortality yes yes rejection of mortality I think that's really I think that's a really good way of putting it which I, I get that actually Oh, 100%. And when my mom went through menopause, it was hell for her. She was- My mom too. My mom too. Yeah, there's a lot of physical symptoms and not to mention mental and emotional symptoms. And the doctors just don't do shit. It's like, you know, you can't make teeth grow faster. You can't make menopause any easier. I think it is just like, it is a transition and transitions are hard. And that's why women shouldn't be working all the time. Thousand percent women should work never working. No, actually, really funny. I wanted to show you. To me, women's work is like candles and coming. And I bought, <laughs> and I noticed that I bought, I have all these like attraction candles that I use this for everything. This is like literally how I get business. But I noticed on the top of the Jala Jala candle, attract, attract, it says alleged. Hmm. Alleged attraction candle. Look, can you see it? 
Wait, that's so funny. Isn't that hilarious? Wait, wait, can you see it? Alleged Jala Jala. Alleged attraction candle. <laughs> like, no promises. Don't have me on record. It's like what we're doing with Alleged too. Where's it from? My like, country-wise. Uh, well, it's a, it's a Cuban witch shop. Okay, so I think what we would do is look at the Spanish cognates for Alleged and see what they mean. But Alleged in Spanish. <laughs> that's a really good thought. Thank you. Thank you. I, ha I have a flair for languages. You really do. Uh, presunto, which means like presumptively. Okay, so it's still alleged. Yeah. That's you know, we'll figure it out. I'll do the work. I'll Google it later too, but that's Maybe really we'll very funny. we'll figure it out by Dia de los Muertos. To me, the big disconnect here is that what the, what the like tabloids are reporting is that he slapped her. I think his statement, well, I won't get ahead of myself. Go back to the it story. Strike. That was the word that was used. So the word that was used was strike. But I think what he's going to say is these are not true. This is because I didn't strike her. I shoved her. Right. I mean. He did shove her. No question. Allegedly. Allegedly. Presunto. Presunto. Jala jala. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come uh, to me crazy mommy. I want to fuck you Dutch slut. I <laughs> Dutch Although slut. no he's British. I want to fuck you Dutch slut. I don't know. What? It's also. It, it is a little bit. You know, there are stereotypes at play here, which is so interesting yeah. that he chose to allegedly call her a Dutch slut because he's a, he's a man of Middle Eastern descent. And obviously there is a horrible stereotype that men of Middle Eastern descent are more aggressive toward women and more violent toward women, which I mean, anyone who thinks that's true. That was a lot of Middle Eastern men. No, I'm just kidding. No, anyone who thinks that's true, it's like, think about the last few high-profile murder cases that have even been in the news. It's Great like, point, Molly. White Great guys. Like, it's white guys, it's a right. Problem. It's not a race problem. It's and a man we, problem. When we pretend that, that any type of aggression is due to a different race, it's a cop-out. It's, it's a way to make us feel better. It's a way to make ourselves feel better. It's, it's, but right, like, aggression is a human problem. Right. It's why when you grow up in a white neighborhood, you tell yourself, oh, I'm safe as long as I'm not in the black neighborhood. And it's like, no, that's not true because you're more likely to get killed by a person who's the same race as you, no matter what your race is. It's like, we, we construct these ideas. This is why stereotypes exist. It's to make us feel safer. It's because the truth yeah. is, who's going to molest your kid? A neighbor or a family? Uncle, friend? the uncle. It's always an the uncles. Uncle. It's always an uncle. Always the uncles. Right. It's not going to be some person from the other side of the tracks who you've never seen before. Like, it's watch always grandpa and uh, crime watch grandpa uncle. Yeah. Anyway, that was the real tangent. This is what's a bummer about this story is that it's it's trading on stereotypes, even if it's true what he did, even if he did shove her, even if he did call her a fucking Dutch slut, which is, again, wild. And, and she hilarious. also probably is, you know, I mean, I don't I have I, I don't know her. But she probably is making it like, this is my house and this is my baby and my daughter and my daughter's baby. Like, I could get where, not that yeah. we should ever be shoving each other. And I, I'm looking at their charts together. It's fucking fascinating. But like, I, I could see where he, I mean, look, one time Randy and my mom got in a fight in Thanksgiving because Randy, who is half black, his father's black. My mother tried to, my mother was drunk and was like, I'm blacker than you. Like, no. and, and was like, All right, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And like, Randy, he's, he has anger. <laughs> okay. And. He was very, he was, he didn't fight with her, but like, if he were a famous celebrity that wasn't at, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, there's a part of him that was ready to go fucking strangle her to death. Yeah, absolutely. And she would have deserved it. Yeah. It wouldn't have been right. So I could, I could see right. where this w was that tense. Yeah, exactly. I do think 
for I'm talking about Yolanda Hadid, the TV character, because I don't know yeah. who she is as a person. I know who is she on a soul level, though, and it makes sense for that, too. Yolanda Hadid as a TV character, I could totally see being a comically nightmarish mother-in-law. Absolutely. And I feel like Zane is... Obviously, he shouldn't have shoved her and he shouldn't have called her a Dutch slut or any kind of slut of any nationality. But the yeah, I think he's isolated from his family and where he's from. And like he's in fucking rural Pennsylvania. Like he is in a nightmare scenario. And he has allegedly dealt with a lot of demons from alleged drug use to, of course, mental health stuff. So and his he's band probably- is no more. He really doesn't have much. He literally has like nothing going on. I know, I know, I know. So I feel for him, even though I really don't can't condone him pushing Yolanda if he did do that because it's fucking terrible and you should take his annex, go upstairs, put on Lord of the Rings. Right. And it's his fault that that happened. There is no absolutely. Whenever you're in a fight with someone, you need to have the self control to not fucking do that, especially when you're a man and she's a like older woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. But. I, I, I sympathize with him at the same time. So what can you tell us about their charts? Uh, well, uh, Yolanda was born a day before Zane. 11th of January, 64. 12th of Janu- January, 93. Oh my God, I forgot they were both Capricorns. Capricorns on the same day. They have the same sign. They really do give off that frosty Capricorn demeanor, both of them. Well, and it's so funny too, because you know how like they always say, and especially before the Saturn return, uh, you know, it's like you date your parents until like your karma's healed. It's like, talk about picking your mother. Like she literally it, it had a baby with someone who has the exact same birthday to the point of they're not born at the same time, the same countries. They also have the same Saturn. Yolanda and Zane are carbon copies of each other. Jesus. It's really fucking, do you see how crazy this is? So, yeah. so Zane's son Uranus and Neptune, meaning like, I know you from another dimension and it's going to make me do crazy things like shove you, you Dutch slut. And his Mercury, his voice (laughs) in that same place, are all on Yolanda's Mars, her fight, her sun and her Mars. That's why she likes to fight. Her sun and her Mars are together in Capricorn with her south node, past life. They know each other from a past life. This is a fight. They hate each other from a past life. Hate each other. And I think that they're, I think, I think that Zane is Yolanda's parent from a past life is what I think. Wow, that would be really interesting because that would explain why she is clashing with him while he's in a parental role over this yes. child who she obviously feels some dominion over. 100%. 100%. Check it out, right? Their Saturns are exactly the same and they're both having a Saturn return. Zane's having his first Saturn return, so he's not he's barely conscious of this. This is the end of his Saturn return, finishing this fight with his motherfucking family member from a past life. This is her second Saturn return where she's actually looking back on what she created during her first conscious cycle and is like, "Oh my god, I created myself all over again. My son-in-law is Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I was going to say, I haven't seen any evidence that he's not nice, but he called his mother-in-law a fucking Dutch slut. I just, I don't know enough about him. He's such a closed book. Like he is. Yeah, but the guys that you don't know that much about that are closed books like that are because they're not sharing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, nice girls most of the time ends up with guys who are not nice and they're just like, they understand. Talk about myself here, but that's what happens. Yeah. That's yeah. how you ended up in that situation. Because for a minute there, you kind of like understood. Right, because you see the best in people. Yep. And if you have a like a narcissist parent or if you have a parent that was abusive, the number one coping mechanism is to focus on the good. Yes, and it paves the way. Yep. Even if your parent isn't full-on emotionally abusive, if yep. they are narcissistic, if they have those tendencies, it it normalizes that behavior so that yep. when you do start to get in a relationship with someone like that, it's familiar. And that's why 100%. people 100%. Right, like that's why people who are quote unquote strong end up in these relationships. It could be because someone they grew up with was like that or they've just had a lot of friends that way and it just paved the way. It just yep. it doesn't have to be that someone around you was abusing you. It's like just someone paved the way just that little bit for, for, for a full on abuser to like creak in the door. Well, and actually let me like even normalize it more. It's like if your parents got divorced, you might actually just think that that's like, oh yeah, and I might get divorced. Like, it's more likely for people with divorced parents to have a first divorce. Or if your parents stay together and white knuckled through it, you are going to stay, probably stay together and white knuckle through it. Like, yeah. we just learn, we, we, as children, we do take on our parents' behavior and then we have to make it work for us in the world. And that's how we end up in karmic patterns that we can justify. But low key, if you look at it, we're just mapping our shit onto each other and then no one's healing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Why do Catholics, on average, get divorced less? It's not because their marriages are better. Exactly what I'm it's saying. It's because they That's don't exactly get divorced. No one yep. in my family on either side is divorced. Yep. No one. Not a single person. Yep. None of my Same. friends that I grew up with, who we all went to Catholic school together, all of our parents are still together. It just doesn't happen in I, I it's funny too because same same for my family and I and Jews in general. It's like no, you're married. You're fucking married. But that's also part of why I think I spent my whole life being like, I don't even think I want to get married because I was like, then I'm really fucking in. And I like, I think that's where I had some comfort in a makeup breakup cycle because I was like, well, I could always leave because I had no example of anyone leaving ever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think a makeup breakup is always a bad, a bad situation. Now I've come to terms with that. So Zane and Gigi started in a makeup breakup cycle. Then she got pregnant and they were super together. Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where she just was like, I'm rich. I might as well have a baby. Like a Kylie Jenner situation. Yeah, but and I also think, no, no, I disagree. I, I think she was like, I'm rich. I'll keep the baby. But I think she loves Zane because he is her mother. Hmm. Oh, Gigi. This is her sad term too. Her... She, she's going to, they're not going to stay together and she will find herself maybe for the first time because this baby gives her context. The reports are that they already broke up. How could they not? If you, if you shove my mom and call her a Dutch slut, this isn't going to work long term. <laughs> Even Randy could go upstairs and just put on Lord of the Rings. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you can't not, and Randy, he, she hit on his deepest wound and he is psycho and he could, he could hold back. Zane not holding back is a, end of road 
Right. And maybe it also just means he shouldn't be in Pennsylvania, like surrounded by his baby mama's family. Like, I, I don't think that's healthy for him because he has he's very close with his family. He has a younger sister and his mom that he's really close with. So I think this this must be really hard for him to be. But I have to tell you, it's fate for all of them. This is what they're here for. Look at look at Zane. Look at Yolanda's North Node, her Dharma mm-hmm. on his Mars in the fifth house child children home. No. So she's meant to trigger him. He is triggering her. They trigger each other karmically. And mm-hmm. then his north node is on her moon. So he actually, when he speaks to her, he is cutting her at the soul. And her moon is with her asteroid mother in Sagittarius, which is like, no, this fight was, is fate. This fight is, yeah. ascent, this is, his moon is on her Pluto. No, no, no. This is a bad karmic relationship cycle ending while we're watching everybody, all three of them, have Saturn returns. I'm glad it's ending, and I really hope that Yolanda's not genuinely hurt, because that would She's not. Let me be clear. She's not. Okay. Here's how I know she's not genuinely hurt. When I read the actual thing that she she alleged, like, the actual report, he said, they said, he shoved her, which led to, first it said, emotional anguish, and then it said, and physical harm. It's like, if you're leading with emotional anguish over physical harm, it wasn't physical harm. Right. And also, like, sometimes the emotional and physical can get conflated. Uh-huh. And that could be for sure something. Like, other if he issues... broke her shoulder, that would have been reported. Right, right, right. I think another issue with them, and this is from a PR journalism Hollywood machination standpoint, I don't think she respects him as a man. Ooh. And I think that's because she, you know, she has had two power marriages like Mohammed Hadid is huge real estate guy in LA um I think they were younger when they got together but I think he still was like a a dynamo and then David Foster who's obviously huge in the music business and a very important person who has been working he's still working he's now married to Catherine McPhee and he's still producing music and working I don't think she respects Zayn because she doesn't astrologically she doesn't right he is very young he's only two years older than Gigi uh which is fine for most people but I feel like she's thinking come on my daughter is one of the top five models in the fucking universe why is she with this child like he he just reads as a child because he was in the boy band he hasn't really done anything since he had the solo career but nothing it's sort of fizzled out I think she just feels he's a dud and she thinks that Gigi should be with like a billionaire business titan. And I gotta say, I kind of agree. She will be. I- this relationship is not built to last. It was built to have this happen. Before the Saturn return is always a ancient remembering that completes, and then you can start your life. Yeah. Yes. Now I want Gigi to be with someone who is truly going to take care of her and make sure that she has everything she needs to thrive because she's going to be with somebody not only who can really take care of her but that's actually going to introduce her to like almost like being on earth for the first time not just as like a barbie but like he's gonna like he's gonna like make her squirt it's like the (laughs) (laughs) it's the difference between Chris Humphreys and Kanye West yes yes a billion yes yeah, like she needs to get her Kanye next. And that's what that is exactly what is built to happen. 
Yeah, because I think Gigi is a like I said, I I think she's a gifted person, and I think she should be soaring to insane heights for her entire life. And she will, but this this story had to complete from the past life in order for us to move into New Earth. If you look at Twitter, by the way, it is topsy turvy world because you know kids don't use Twitter anymore. It's not even on their radar, but stands still use Twitter. So all the One Direction stands are owning this trending topic on Twitter. So if you look at Twitter, it looks like Zayn has won both the battle and the war, but it's That's very- so interesting. Because did you also, we should add, unfortunate, I mean, I feel bad for him. He was charged with four criminal offenses of harassment because of this. He also said, stay away from my fucking daughter. We didn't cover that. I get the impulse to be a papa bear when someone's meddling. And when like, you think somebody's crazy. Like, I think they both think the other one's crazy. They both are- they see they are each other. They're they are mirroring each other. They're yeah. flames, Yolanda and Zane. Or they're 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 not, but they're like karmic. They're in a battle that needs to be finished. According to the court document TMZ reviewed, he screamed at Gigi to strap on some fucking balls and defend your partner against your fucking mother in my house. This is a fight from another dimension just playing out IRL. I can't imagine being in the middle of this. I actually can. I've been in some of these fights where it's like, oh, wow, this has nothing to do with reality in a way. It's like just like a volcano eruption that that is a natural occurrence and it has to happen in order to change the the landscape of the land. They're all going to be better off after this. Beyond. This is going to save all of this is Saturn return shit for all of them. And he did plead no contest to all of the charges. And he he said I shoved her. I didn't strike her. Yeah, he didn't say shove. He said strike. You're so right. I. I mean, come on. And he's he's been fined and he's on 90 days probation for each count, totaling 360 days. He must complete an anger management class and a domestic violence program and have no contact with Yolanda. Wanna know, but you want to know something? Now, if Zane was not such a prominent public figure and have so much Capricorn in her chart, his, her, oh my God, he'd be so mad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in his, his man, daddy, father's chart... Why can't I find his fucking chart? Do you see Zane written anywhere here real quick? I, I love looking at all of these. It's really Here we go. Mm. Uh, reopen last Why book. Why is it Astro Deanst? What's Deanst? I think it's Dutch slut. Um, oh, it's fucking Dutch slut. <laughs> no, I would say, I want to say what Molly's about to tell you is the highlight of my plague so far, period. Big, like biggest news of my life. Yes. So speaking of Twitter, we had an interaction with Carol Radziwill. Uh, my favorite Real Housewife of New York City of all time. And I am not even a Housewives fan, so I don't even know who she was before this. But as I start to look at her, I don't know her as a housewife. I think she might be like the coolest person I've ever interacted with on in my life, like social media or real life. You are a newly minted Housewives fan. and Just in. If you do anything in life, what you really need to do is rewatch all of New York City, even before New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, because okay. I, but also... Real Housewives of New Jersey seasons one to three belongs in the Smithsonian. It's incredible. <laughs> but New New York start to finish is is all is great. It's just well, great. And I'm sort of interested though, and like this is why I like so I don't know Carol as a housewife, but looking at her profile, it's like New York is more the world I grew up in. So like you're more you grew up in the Jersey Shore. I grew up okay. in Claire. Okay. I'm not I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying when I would watch if and when I did watch like like Razawil is is like my housewives. Like I don't relate to Teresa as much as I relate to Bethany. Right, right, right. And I relate to Dina Manzo. Carol, Carol, I got you. What is her week ahead looking like? K 
Carol is a Sun-Venus conjunct in Leo. She's a Cancer rising with a Cancer North node. So you two actually have a lot in common, which is that you're, you're coming into your actual self is the purpose of your iteration. And for both of you, it's actually coming to terms with the fact, Carol, you want to know what's up for your second Saturn return? You did not have to. I love that the book is, what is it called? Like what remains? What remains. You're going to have a part two. Here, here's your reading, Carol. You're about to have a part two coming up and you're going to realize, oh, they remain and I can talk to them. <gasps> Carol's psychic as hell and she's here to set the world on fire. So Carol's a cancer rising, leading in her life with this very protective exterior. A lot of times cancer risings come across like very shy, very, they don't want to share the fullness, you know, on the inside cancer is, you know, the bottom of the ocean and a soft crab. So when you have cancer rising, it's like you're basically leading with your shell. Does that make sense? Like you're sort of a like, you're, you're protecting your soft inners. Okay. And yes. oh my God, that's so accurate. Just based on, you know, we always say this because we're not talking about we don't know these people. We're talking about the TV character and the media. Carol persona. cannot wait to hang. We're gonna. I think we're gonna be friends. And I got your chart. I'm the best. You should. I'll life coach today, you, Carol. Okay, wait. But no, Carol. Carol's. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think the 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 big thing about Carol on the show was she was really funny. She was a Greek chorus. She knew how to kind of Greek take- chorus is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew how to take all the other housewives down a peg or two. And she's funny. She's one like one of us. She is. She's one funny. of us. That's why I looked at the chart. I go, oh, of course she's the who we're talking to. She's one of us. She's also, okay. I was watching last night uh, the season premiere of, I forget what season it was, but it's a Halloween party because at like a celebrity party and Luann shows up in blackface as Diana Ross. No. She has a six foot tall Afro and so much bronzer on she's in blackface that is so embarrassing carol is the only one who says are we crazy yo carol i'll watch your season just to get to know you baby i'm your lewis i don't know if you listened to our Teresa lewis episode i'm sure you didn't but i will stalk you just to get to know you baby she I like you. literally is the only one. And she says it like three times. And she keeps saying to the people around her, she's like, you guys, this isn't okay. And everyone's like, no, yeah, it's just Luann. It's fine. And Carol's like, no, like she's in fucking blackface. And then Luann <laughs> got interrogated about it. And she was like, I put on bronzer. I, I have a tan. And it's like, Luann, you're in fucking blackface. Like, let's be serious here. She says she didn't overdo the bronzer, so it's fine. And it's like, no, she clearly did. And she wore an insane afro when Diana Ross never wore an afro. Diana Ross didn't have an afro. She had an afro like twice. It's a, it's appalling. I'll send you a picture of it because you're going to look at it. You'll put it in the do- chat. Oh my God, this picture. Right? Oh my. I mean, this is like, she's actually just trying to do Black Marge Simpson. The fact that she's exaggerating the Afro, it's like you might as well be wearing prosthetic lips. No, it's like, it it, it like is literally blackface. Yeah. And here's her normal skin tone. This is really bad. It's really bad. Carol, I know it took me a few days to respond, but divine timing is the ultimate guide okay and this is a perfect time for me to give you like a a week ahead outlook okay because the moon just moved into leo you're a leo sun leo venus so even though you are having some hard oppositions because of all of these god planets in aquarius you know the leos we need leo more than ever now there is no fire in the sky 
Aries is a bit of an energy of, of you know, little baby fire, right? It's sort of like the candle. And Sagittarius is a little bit of like a forest fire. And I don't know if we can handle another orange winter in LA, but the Leos are the key at this time to warming the people. You are the campfire that we are needing to gather around right now. This is for all my Leos out there. If there was ever a time to really be that the service of Leo, which Carol, you are. So here's the thing, right? It's interesting. So you're, you're a cancer rising. So you're, you actually are protective of your Leo, I bet. Like you're a Virgo moon cancer rising. So I bet that Leo, it's interesting hearing even Molly's reflection of you. Cause like, yeah, you are a Leo and a Leo Venus, a sun Venus. So you will say if somebody's in black, like you will speak up and you will tell the truth. And of course you turned your trauma into story because it's sort of, it probably seemed like that was literally all you could do. I mean, you are a Virgo moon. Your Virgo moon is, you probably know this, but it's conjunct your Uranus and it's conjunct your Pluto. So you actually are here. Virgo moons, it's so funny. All my one-on-one clients, none of them come to the Moon Yule, which is my moon ritual show. I only, my, I, they call me the Virgo whisperer. I'm not even kidding you. Because Virgo moons are the fucking best. Let's be honest. Like, so for you, you actually, on an inner soul level, really know actually the difference between right and wrong you want you walk around world being like wow I need to edit everything right but then you had this horrible trauma which may have seemed it may have made it seem a little bit less fun to do your Leo thing and then and and like like you there was probably a part of you at one point that was like oh I'm the greatest star right what even if you didn't have a medium it's just like my presence like you're a star you are an artist, you're a star, like, you, and you, and you actually ultimately are a healer, okay, Virgo moons, they're not just perfectionists for no reason, they're perfectionists because they're the harvest goddesses, you are, your soul is in the third house, so you are here to harvest the stories, but because Pluto and Uranus are there, you are here to flip the script on the story and the communications, and so what everybody else in the world, th- like, the fact that Luann thought that that was acceptable, that's like such a, this story that Molly just told me is like such a, an exact display of your chart, right? Which is like, you're going to protect yourself for the most part. You're not going to go be like loudmouth Carol. You're not like, you know, you, you probably, your Leo probably now comes out just in terms of like, I'm really pretty. And you know, like I, when I speak, it's, you know, she called you the Greek chorus, right? It's sort of like, you will express yourself, but ultimately you are protecting that Leo more than anything. It's like the kid in you. You're protecting the inner child in you using that, Cancer rising, like, okay, be, be safe, be careful, don't share too much, don't be too big. And that Virgo moon going, you know that when you actually speak, it has enormous power. You know that when you put words into the world, they're perfect. Like, you don't want to say anything that isn't exactly what the fuck you mean. That's why your statement to Andy was so fucking good. That's why it was your Saturn return showing you who the fuck you are now, which is like, you can handle any conversation perfectly except the one that now you're being asked to do. I'll get there in a second, but this is a Saturn return and you're psychic, okay? So we'll get there in a second. But this week, so Friday, the moon is in Leo. Your solar energy and your Venusian energy are activated. That moon in Leo is opposite Jupiter and Uranus. So what does that mean? You might feel a little bit out of control on Friday. I imagine that you're listening to this and you're like, oh, oh, I love these girls. Out of control, right? But there might be some things that you feel, your ego might get hit with something that feels out of your control. And 
it, it may, your reaction might be very emotional or big, right? Number one, I would say for Friday, instead of just let, don't let anything get to you Friday. If something does happen dramatic today or, or this evening or whatever, this is the material, Virgo moon. Don't fight with anybody. Take notes. I think you kind of do that anyway, but I do think the things that are coming up right now are specifically about what people say about you in the community or what people say about you online. And you, as a Virgo moon, would like to correct them. And it's like, yeah, correct them. But you know what you're doing. Don't, don't, don't respond to Andy until you have a perfect fucking response. Thank God he said it when he did. You were ready to fucking go, okay? But you are masterful with your words. More writing from you, more speaking from you, but not in a reactionary way. In a, I feel responsible for teaching the youth because... I wasn't protected and the people I was around weren't protected. And I could have been a contender, Charlie. You are a contender, baby. Don't you worry. But there is a part of you that feels like, like you must have known your whole life. I mean, you are from a famous family. Like I knew Lee Raswell. Grey Gardens is my number one favorite movie of all time. I'm with it. Don't do anything that you would regret on Friday. Just take notes, sing about it, but make sure that you express it. Saturday is a really powerful day for you. The moon is going to move into Virgo. It's going to be aligned with your moon and your... Uranus and your Pluto and so you might go oh shit thank god I didn't just start an internet fight yesterday because now I'm actually understanding that like there are I was being tested and there are now actions I could take that would have me doing differently that are going to bring me into a whole new destiny Chiron your wound is in Pisces right on your legacy so then it it felt it might have felt like the kind of thing that was like wow I was really gonna be something and then it's like all this death though fuck I'm gonna have to go to therapy I'm gonna have to journal like I don't have time to like start my you know I don't have time to start my my cabaret downtown it's like something changed where you were no longer able to feel like you were that Leo like for a minute there you might have felt like yeah I am that Leo I am that fucking Leo right but then boom massive trauma and I, then, rela- I I relate to I relate to Carol's chart so hard. Your like, chart is similar. To, I was gonna say no. Carol's our people. Carol's our people. Like feeling so rah rah strong, amazing, and then having just that thing cut you off at the knees in your like early teen years. Yeah, I, think, I feel like that's a very like female thing too. Just to because you once you like start going through puberty and people start treating you differently sometimes that just comes as such a shock oh absolutely and especially when it's like really outside like when it's something like all the people that I was close to just died I mean that's not even bullies or like you know that's not like kid stuff that's like wow really out of my control and it might have seemed like why why I mean I'm sure (laughs) okay let me be clear I'm sure it seemed like why why there is a reason, though, and your second Saturn return is here to show you that. It's so funny. I went to take a sip of water. I have a cup of wine, a cup of whiskey, and a soda. It's like, I am fucked up. Okay. <laughs> I okay. didn't know you were drinking whiskey. It was like last night. Um, okay. So just sit in, like, a, a, a witch bath or, like, turn off the internet, go to the forest and light a campfire and journal like honestly Carol you might find that you're emotional you might find that you're really sensitive but actually what's going on is like you're being called into your next Saturn return which is your next piece of life's work your Chiron in Pisces on your midheaven you actually are here to be a medium and to you're a psychic and actually good thing that you learn to protect yourself with that crab rising when the world wasn't ready for you and you could just write a 
memoir, right? But now, I'm not saying that you're like Abraham Hicks. Greetings, greetings, Carol. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the moon is going to be moving through Virgo and it's going to be moving through your third house and your fourth house, ultimately ending up on your Mercury going, wow, I do need to get back to writing. And I, I mean, if you don't already have like, like you should have a production company. You, you are, you are the media, but the media wasn't ready for you yet because you're actually that you are our people. Like you had to incur this deep trauma so that you could do this work. I think what this whole week is about for you is on the new moon on the 4th. So on Thursday, come to the moon if you want. We do a moon ritual. You can have a fake name and stay silent, but you're welcome. I think you'd like it. But the new moon, there's a new moon cycle starting exactly on your Neptune, you know, the bridge to the other dimension, and your Lilith, your outraged, outlaw, feminist powerhouse that actually has probably had to stay silent for some time. Lilith, unless she feels safe, she's going to say fuck the system, but she's also going to hide in the woods and like then they're going to demonize her in all the texts, right? Like... Your ancient remembering has you feeling like a bit of a Lilith character, even though in your life you've probably been a pretty composed, nice person. You're a Cancer rising Virgo moon. You actually probably look great and know how to act. There's shit that happened to you that until now, because now you're having your second Saturn return, has not made sense. You're psychic as shit, Carol. So this week, everything that happens to you, dream journal, take note of your psychic uh, connections, notice signs, see if you write a note and put it under your pillow and write the answer in the morning. I think this week is all about you realizing like, oh, they're lucky I'm even on earth at this time. I don't, even, I don't need to talk to you people. I'm going to talk to the spirits and I'm going to write about it and I'm going to be a voice for, again, I don't, I'm not saying you're Abraham Hicks, but I do think you have wealths, troths, troths. You have troths of material. Troths? Not just about what you've, what's the word I'm looking for? You have Tro- troughs? Like a troughs? Trough that a- you have you know when Little Mermaid's like treasures and troves? Troves. You have troves of material. Not just from what you've been through in your life and what your family has been through in this life. And I mean, you do have, you're, you are jam-packed with a bunch of movies in you. You got scripts. You got scripts to write. Take her to Hollywood. I Dead agree. people. RT, RT. Oh, is that re- too much information? Retweet. Retweet. She's oh. got scripts in her. <laughs> ah, yeah. Retweet. No, seriously though, like, it's not just from this conscious life. You are waking up this week. And, and then it's going to start a whole new cycle starting on Thursday. But you need to spend this week being with yourself, feeling all your feelings, talking to spirits, and understanding that you are uh, actually a motherfucking psychic. You always have been. And you have had to be. Of course, you're not a housewife. Please. You are there. I totally get your. I get you. You've been witnessing Earth. It's important for you to actually now be a voice for a more spiritual conversation and whether you use that in terms of branding or not the work that you're going to make from this point moving forward if you can accept that you are actually not uh, a normie which I don't think you ever thought you were lead from that place you will blow your own mind moving forward with the healing power of your work not just for your own sake healing yourself by getting your story out you are a healer at large and you being honest about your feminine intuition will give you your voice back and you will get to act like that motherfucking Leo ass diva that you were born to be and that you were safe to be as a kid have you seen her hair like she I don't know I don't know what she looks like at all actually I, I, I saw one picture of her and I thought she's pretty. Wow. Well, okay. I think she is a healer. One of my favorite episodes that she was in of Real Housewives of New Jersey. I mean, 
One of my favorite episodes that she was in of Real Housewives of New York City was the one where she and Dorinda go to London because Carol's husband's ashes were being kept in an urn in a church in London and the church was being redeveloped into condos. So she and Dorinda went to pick up the urn together because Dorinda used to live in London before her husband died and they bonded over being like young widows and it was just one of the best episodes of the show ever yeah because you just really actually never see representations of women whose husbands died pre-age 70 like on so television painful. or it's like hard. Or I mean that's just no you dude okay sorry say that again say that again say, that's well th- that's what's cool about the housewives is it shows the lives of women over 30, which is absurd that over 30 is the cutoff, but it shows the, it shows a real picture of the, the things that women over 30 are dealing with. Like we know, we all know that it's produced and the drama is heightened, but oh, yeah. then there are the moments like the moment when Dorinda and Carol are in London together where you're like, holy shit, I've never seen this on television before. I've never seen two women who are on the younger side of being widows talking frankly about it. And that's what's really cool, I think, about Real Housewives. Like, I mean, it's know, actually why this Erica Jane season, if, if you were going to get me involved in any season for the first time, I'm so glad that, because, like, it actually is interesting reality TV because, like, this is a, a real thing happening. It's yeah, really vulnerable yeah. for her, even if you hate her. Like, it's like, yeah, I mean, this is real shit. But, Carol, I think this week is about, for you, purging, purging, purging all of the old stories so the first pass was for you to learn that you are a healer and that you sharing your story of becoming a young widow and giving people that like that's what Molly's saying like thank God that she watched this because she has never seen this before and there's a lot of people that went through this but now your second Saturn return sorry kid you're psychic so this week is about purging any ideas of that you're crazy or that you will not be received or accepted if you can lean into the fact that you're now safe to be a woman tell us the truth because we're all talking about it we are all doing spiritual work that we don't ever consider work or we think we're crazy or you are a mother does she, she has some children right no she has no chance a dog she has a dog named baby that she okay so you have a baby that's a dog but you are the you are here to mother but it's you're kind here of to- great she co-parents the dog with a bunch of people in her building she that's no, is Carol so fucking me? Carol, we're Carol. Yeah. Carol, the moment that you're in, what this week is about, is about completely fucking reinventing whatever your facade has been to be a little less cancer and a little more Leo. And mm-hmm. and you need to know that you're not done with the work. It's about doing the second part of the work, which might be kind of scary for you. Virgo moons don't, I mean, Molly, I struggle with, Molly's a Virgo South Node. She struggles with it daily where I'm like, Molly, why don't you just admit that you're spiritual? And you're a sensitive bitch. uh, Yeah, she's a sensitive spiritual bitch. And now in your progress chart, Carol, you have a new moon in your progress chart. So this is a third house new moon, but now you're a sun and a moon in Libra. You're here to bring balance to the conversation that you started before in your first Saturn return. I love that. That's great. That's a pretty good reading. Mm -hmm. And the more that you're honest about your actual feminine power the more mothering it will be doing for the collective because we all, it's the same way as like if no one told you, when my mom, we talked about it before, if you didn't know that you were about to get your period, you'd be terrified. Then people start talking about it and then it needs to actually have the next part of the conversation which is like, you know, it's like not just like, oh, here's a tampon kid, right? It's like, okay, so the first part of your career was telling people about the period. Now the second part of career is actually working with women. And also being like, just because you got your period doesn't mean you're a woman now. 
Right. Exactly. You're exactly. still a kid. You're still allowed to be a kid. Just because you went through loss doesn't mean that you're like that you can't still be sad and be a kid and be vulnerable. I don't it's know all of it. It's all of it. And and just because you suffered a loss doesn't mean that you suffered a, a overall loss. It means you suffered a physical loss and your chart specifically, like you're so wounded by it that you might not want to even realize that it's your superpower, but it's your superpower. You're super fucking psychic. All right. When Abraham Hicks, you know, when Esther and Jerry Hicks were the Abraham Hicks people, Jerry was way older than her. And so he died recently and everyone was really sad because it would be like, oh my God, how's Esther going to go on? And what she said was, yes, human Esther was really sad and I mourned and I'm still really sad and I want to, you know, cuddle with my man or whatever. But they seem to really love each other. But what she said was now she realizes that it's an even deeper part of her work because more than ever she feels like what they always had was a deep spiritual connection and that now he's on the other side he works with her. He, they actually can work together easier now that he's on the other side because in the real life, people are annoying. You know what I mean? Like people breathing after a long time is annoying, you know? Chewing. Yeah, chewing. It's like, no, now you don't have to do any. He doesn't smell. You don't have to change his diapers. But he's there and he's really with you because in your mind, he's so fucking welcome. And now she's channeling him more than ever. And she said she feels closer to him than ever. I don't know who they are. Oh, I'll send you some videos. It's funny. It's funny and I love it. They're like channels of the spirit Abraham. But yeah, oh. they do come from an MLM background. So there's a lot of controversy, but I think they're legit. I am no longer working with Us Weekly, but I got one last crazy ass Royal Stan email. Uh, yes. we've, we've had this ongoing debate the last couple of weeks where Christina, my co-host and I were saying the royals are celebrities. British people get very angry when you say that because for some reason they think celebrity is a pejorative. And it's like, no, oh I'm God. sorry. Oh, you're being literal. Right. Before we had show business, the celebrities were royals and nobles. And before that, they were Greek gods and goddesses and saints. Like this is just celebrities are the, the cultural touchstones. They're the people that we all know. The royals are celebrities. Anastasia so, would want to be remembered as a celebrity. Right. So all these people are getting really angry about it. Listen to this email. It starts out just, I do wish you would ask the Brits about the royal family. You think I never ask British people about the royal family? I ask them all the time. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Thank you so much for that feedback. Right. We live in a democracy. They are servants of the people under the direction and authority of the government. Blah, 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 blah. The queen meets the PM many weeks when she can express her opinion. That's not a democracy, but okay. The royal family cannot write or speak in their own voices. For obvious reasons, for this, they are given private lives of great privilege. When the Cambridges visit the U.S., Buckingham Palace will have laid down everything. Like, yes, thank you. I know all that. Then she yes. said they are not celebrities. They are our government. If they be, this is the crazy part, which, okay, already that sense. They're not celebrities. They're our government. Politicians are celebrities too. Like Tony Blair was a celebrity. Margaret Thatcher was a celebrity. They are. Yeah. Star. Like whether you agree with them or not, like Barack Obama was a celebrity. Who was the guy that the World War II? Churchill. Churchill. Celebrity. Celebrity. Luminary. Hugely famous person that people felt really important when they were in their presence. She says they are not celebrities. They are our government. After she just said they have a democracy and. Yeah. How can it be the democracy if the inbred monarchy is actually in charge and super wealthy for no fucking reason? Right. It's if they're not supposed to be part of the government, but they are, you know, like, and everyone pretends that they're not, but they are. They're both. They're celebrities and government. And they're just like figurehead. They're just lucky celebrities. And now here's where the real crazy comes out. If they become celebrities, we would cut off their heads. Like, no, you wouldn't. You're British. 
And then she said, the heads. Right. The, like, the, this is how they're going to take down the monarchy. You know what? We got to get rid of these guys. They're celebrities now. They Off never, with their heads. Right. British people don't do that. They, they just, they just don't talk to you until you go away and do something else. They just blank you. Like they don't cut people's heads off. And then she says, poor Meghan Markle, who thought she would be Eva Perone. Um, the, the duchy, as in the duchy of Cornwall, which makes all the money, goes to William and she can never compete with Princess Charlotte. So this is what it starts out sort of making sense. And then it descends into we will cut their heads off. Meghan Markle wants to be Eva Perone. William's getting all the money and Meghan Markle is competing with Princess Charlotte. How old is Princess Charlotte? Six. Okay. Uh, well, number one, we could probably pass the duchy to the left hand side. And uh, I don't think Markle, I think Markle is competing with a lot of people, but I don't think it's Charlotte, the six-year-old niece. Yeah, I don't think so at all. And they're this not is- in the same, they're not in the same weight class. Right, like literally and figuratively. Right. So that was just a fun little uh, look into the life of a royal commentator. You're a star. Thanks, girl. You are too, but you already know yeah. that. You've been We're stars. That. We're stars in the trash sphere. Real recognize real. Keep listening, Trashlings, because on Monday we are going to have the one and only uh, every millennial media person's favorite media commentator, Rusty Foster, is joining so cool. us on Monday to talk about Facebook rebranding as Meta and trying to ruin our lives. And Mark Zuckerberg living out his grade school trauma in our own brains. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So Mark Zuckerberg said he's changing the name of Facebook Corporation to Meta, M-E-T-A. And it's because he wants to create a virtual reality. Like he wants Facebook to just be virtual reality. And he's like, one of his goals is while you're having a conversation with someone to be able to be responding to texts with your eyeballs without them even noticing. And everyone's like, no one else wants that. You freak. Yeah, you just want an excuse not to have to make eye contact. Right. And like, do you even have friends? Like, why why are you even fixating on? Right. He's literally just trying to get out of going to that like high school party that he didn't feel invited to. Like he's in his trauma. Right. This is like, right, it's like incel shit. He has that quote that's like, don't date a lot of women. Date one woman and give her her all. It's like, yeah, because you're lucky you got one woman to date you, bro. Chill out. Mm-hmm. To be to be unfuckable and be a billionaire is a, is a rare nerd feat. Right. Everyone is turned off by him. Right. Like, even Bezos, I'm like... No, Bezos's sex were very hot. Bezos is a lover. Yeah, and like... There's something about a really muscular bald guy. Like, there's something about a jack. <laughs> now that's guy. the New Jersey in you. I know. Well, because I'm like, <laughs> okay, you got you went bald. That's a problem. And then you said, I'm gonna get jacked, and you found a solution. I think that's really great because if you're bald and out of shape, go fuck yourself. That's Why do you think? Hilarious. I actually totally agree. Right. It's like if you're gonna be bald, it like it is a character. It's like, okay, I'll show you, I'll show you who the fuck I am. I don't need fucking hair. Right. It's like when tall girls complain about being tall and they also have like a great figure. Because I'm like, you fucking look awesome. Right. Why don't you just actually how about instead of complaining about it, every time you walk in a room, you pose and you let everybody stare. Right. You look like a statue. And right. I you get like- to now own the room, you fucking right. hot bitch. I'm like, no matter how good I look, I will always look short. Like, I, will I want always- to say to my tall girls out there, I will always look, I am short. We're both very short, Molly. Of course, we're always yeah. going to look short. We're like five feet tall. But 
nobody's fucking someone being like too tall to fuck like actually okay i'll right. take it out but it's like but it's like if you're yeah like when you're bent over and somebody's giving it to you it has nothing to do with your height when i see a couple where the woman is taller than the guy i'm like they must be the coolest fucking people i'm, I'm always like, like he must have a big dick exactly yeah Ig- she's not self-conscious about her height like they're both just super fucking cool and confident yep. and like vibing and yep. I, I I love to see it I love to see it yep yeah for me that'd be a little hard just because I'm not trying to date someone like four or nine I do want to say whenever I have dated guys who are really tall I, I did feel bad because it was because you were so much smaller no because I was taking a tall guy from a tall girl oh Molly your empathy never ceases to surprise me <laughs> it has been so nice to get to know you in this way you are really a thoughtful person. I read that. You want a beautiful soul. You are a Pisces North Node, Pisces Rising. Lead with that. Lead with that empathy. That's beautiful. Anybody that I have like had long-term physical relationships have been either 6'2 or 6'3. Well, yeah. You like gigantic. I like gigantic men, yeah. Wow. When I wrap my towel like this, it gives actually me a beautiful. facelift. No, no. That actually could be your Halloween costume. You actually, no, no I was just, I can't believe you said it because I was going to go like, whoa, you look great with the turban. Because it's fit, it's giving me a facelift. It's no, it looks really good. It looks the really Bella good. Hadid fox eye lift. Look when you tuck it down. No, it looks like beautiful. It's like elegant. Beautiful. I'm going to take a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. This will be how you promote our episode today. And then I'll be like, check out the pod to understand what's going on in this picture. Yeah, exactly. And I'm getting a That's facelift. A good idea. <laughs> and I am going to get a face. And I'm going to get a boob job. I was actually thinking about it today. Might as well. I guess with titties, it's fun. After I have kids, fucking 100%. See, that's the thing. I feel like I have, I feel, I feel like I almost have the tits of someone who has had kids, but it's like, no, it's just because you like have gained 30. So do I. Mine have, they have gone down and I'm like, they're not even that big. They're not even big enough for gravity to be affecting them. Like, why are they sagging? Yeah. It's, it's a, yeah. Like I, I feel like mine are a little saggy now, but like they, they do look like they're full of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.